What's up, dude and dudettes? It's your boy, Ferg, host of the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast, the finest podcast in the universe about the 2600. I repeat, the finest podcast, the only podcast that talks about the Atari 2600. You're about to hear my boy, Icy Robots, lay it down on the Toys R Us report on the Retro Junkies tip. Hit it. Report. He stands accused of doing harm because he's louder than a bomb. Your host, Icy Robot. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It's me again, Icy Robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrificed to make your life a bit better each and every week. And this week, it's not going to get a bit better. It's going to get a bunch better because we got a ton of fun segments ahead of us. We're going to take a look at a weird movie I saw on TV called Kung Fury. And then after that, well, after that, we're going to go and I'm going to tell you everything that happened to me when I went to the Sacramento Toy. Toy Expo 2015. The Toy Expo is one of my favorite shows. It's twice a year. We go both times. It's small, small time, small town fun, but dudes, it's honest, it's real, and it's a good time, and I will tell you all about it, so here we go. Let's get started. Toys R Us Report, episode number 38. While I'm slaying, music's playing, a sucker is delaying. Battle in the trenches with a funky beat playing. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. Act like you know. Yo, dork, you're probably gonna like this chamber. A brief overview on the world of robotics called Simply Enough Robot News. I've decided to do something a bit different, and we all like new things. Well, that's not true. We all hate new things until we get used to them, and then they become old things, and they are turned into something we know and love. At any rate, what we are going to do today is talk about robots for a bit. Robots are an interest of mine. I am not heavily into the world of robotics, but I do have, I have a passing interest in robotical type data. Now, the robot that we encounter the most on the ship, and this is outside of DJ Bot and outside of our computer bot, the robot that we encounter most here on the ship is a Roomba. If there is one thing I hate, it is a dirty floor. And we got dogs here on the station, we got, you know, our beloved Ursa and our beloved new member, Dr. Jones, and both of them lose hair like crazy. And well, I hate to see hair on the floor. It drives me nuts. I don't know why. I just, I guess I think that when people enter into the command center up here on the station, they expect to see a sterile, cold environment. And if it's covered with hair, 
how good could our science be? How good could our scientific methods be if we cannot even keep the floor clean? And this is something, this is something I struggled with. I have struggled with this problem for years, and I, I mean that. I, I would get anxiety over the state of the floors. It really bothered me. I know that we all have our pet peeves out there, and dust on the floor was definitely mine. And the problem was definitely solved by an army of Roombas by iRobot. Now, my dudes, this is not a commercial for iRobot. I am just telling you about something that I enjoy and something that I have a weird habit about, as I am prone to do. So, I think right now I have, um, four? Four Roombas. I know that I have one in the front. That is an older model. I believe it's a 300, and I got it at the dig. I can find a lot of Roombas at the dig because people get them and then they don't know a lot of the intricacies of them and when they stop working, they just donate them. They don't want to get into it, figure out what's going on and, you know, try to put it back into use. So that's something that you can score on pretty often and then a lot of times it's just, you know, too much hair in the brush or it's just something of that sort and you can clean it up get it back in there, you saved yourself a few hundred bucks. So I got a 300 up front, and I recently got a 500 for the back. The 500 is a 2004 model, I believe. It has a timer, so you can set it to go off whenever you want, which is really neat. For example, let's say you go on vacation, you can have it go off, you know, two hours before you're about to get home, and then when you get here, it's like you never left because your house is super clean, super dope. So I got that model out in the living room, and it does the living room, the dining room, and the kitchen. And then I have two walls. You get electronic walls with a Roomba, and what they do is they shoot a beam across the floor that they cannot cross. So I got two of those, and I stationed them in areas where there could be cross traffic. So one's here, One's here, one does this part of the house, and the other does the other part of the house, so neither one is too strained. And when they're both done, they roll into their dock, and it's like nothing ever happened except the dirt went away. Docking is a neat feature. What it is, is the Roombas have a battery charger that is stationed on the floor, and when they run low on power, they find it and park in it and start charging themselves again. It's so great. Both of my Roombas do that. The one in the front of the house on the kitchen living room detail doesn't do it as well as the one in the back. Sometimes it just runs out and dies in, in the middle of the floor, which is a bummer. Makes me feel a bit sad to think that it died before it made it home, but all I gotta do is put it back on the dock and it's good to go. So, anyway, I, I cannot recommend these high enough. They are touchy. They are machines with a lot of moving parts and you have to keep them clean. You gotta clean it and detail it. I do it maybe twice a week. I'll take them out, empty everything, you know, get into the nooks and the crannies and try to get them going. As, as well as I can, keep them as clean as I can, rather. Because, you know, they can just up and die on you. That's what happened to my first few Roombas. They would just up and die because I did not do a good enough job on the maintenance. So I am all over it now. And besides these two I've told you about, I have two in my closet that I keep on reserve. One of them is a first series model, and I, I take it easy on that one. I will sometimes let it do the bedroom. But the other one is a nice, also a 500. That's in there, too. And what I'll do is, every month, maybe month and a half, I switch them out. I rotate them, just so nobody gets too much wear and tear. I Maybe that's a little anal on my part, but they're expensive. They are nice pieces of machinery, and I do not want to run them to death. 
and then feel like a fool when something I depend on no longer works. So that's about all you need to know about the first robot here on the space station. Roomba, we love you. Let's give you a big shout out to iRobot. At any rate, let us move forward and briefly look at a robot that we do not like so much. The folks over at MIT have devised a cheetah-like robot that can move and leap over any obstacle, any obstacle within reason that gets in its path. That to me is terrifying. This thing looks so fast, I cannot imagine getting away from it if it was on my tail. And my dudes, I do not like that one bit. One of the main objectives of Robot News here at the Toys R Us report is to keep an eye on any kind of potential AI that could someday pose a threat. And in my opinion, this cheetah bot is definitely a potential threat, if not in its current form, in a future form that it might take a little more advanced form, maybe more of an artificial intelligence form as opposed to a uh, jumping robotic cat. But dudes, you know, one of the things that was always cool about robots is how clumsy they appeared. They would have treads and weird legs like C-3PO or R2-D2. These two dudes, if they were coming at you, would be very easy to evade. But this cheetah bot, this cheetah bot can straight up jump over a fence, a picket fence, a chain link fence and it would take you you know it's gonna take a bit it's gonna take me a long time to hop over a chain link fence but this dude is gonna get over there and be waiting for me on the other side in no time flat I have also learned that this robotic cheetah can book at about 30 miles an hour which is probably like I don't know 28 miles an hour faster than I can so to me my dudes this is science run amok. You guys are planning and devising what is going to someday help destroy us. But if you are so interested, hop on over to icrobots.com. You can see a video of it. It is super terrifying. So anyway, this is IC Robots. I'm out for robot news for the week. And uh, we will be right back with At The Movies. at the movies without Ebert, Siskel or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? Hey, you got a permit for those guns? I've got your permit right here. The Kung Fu Renegade Cop. I don't want to hear it, Kung Fury. I've just been to City Hall. You just destroyed an entire city block, for Christ's sake. I quit. Now, he must defeat the most evil Kung Fu master in the world. Adolf Hitler, a.k.a. Kung fu -er. Hitler. He's the worst criminal of all time. When did you kill him? I can hack you back in time to Nazi Germany, just like a time machine. 
Fury wasn't a silver screen movie, it is kind of like a crowdfunded deal that somehow made it onto the El Rey Network. So I sat down, watched it on my TV set last week, and well... It's very interesting. It is the story of a cop named Kung Fury who travels back in time to defeat the greatest villain of all the times, Hitler, a.k.a. the Kung Fuhrer. But you could have gathered all that from the trailer. But what you could not gather, because it is only audio, is that the whole thing looks like a whacked-out 80s VHS tape that has been rented one too many times. It's fuzzy, it's grainy, and, well, it's altogether awesome and rad. During the course of the movie, they try to get in every 80s VHS trope that they possibly can. There's headbands, there's Miami, there's Uzis, there's barbarians and dinosaurs, and just anything you have ever seen in an 80s movie is in this movie. It's cool. It, it, one of the things that makes it cool is it's only about 45 minutes. So before you could get sick of it, it's over. I wish more movies were like that. Get out while you are still ahead. You don't gotta shoot everything that's in your mind to make a good movie. Just give enough so that people are happy and Kung Fury really delivers. You know, honestly, it probably could have been half an hour. At half an hour, I would have left demanding more, but at 45 minutes, I got everything I needed, which is fine, but there is that old idea that you do sometimes want to leave the audience wanting more. The effects and everything and this movie are fantastic and what you learn during the course is El Rey is really neat because sometimes they'll have the director or people involved with the movies in the commercial breaks explaining different things about it and they had the director and he talked about how they shot the entire thing on green screen. More often than not, it was just one dude standing in front of a screen, a small screen by himself, acting out his scenes. And if there were multiple actors in the scene, they would each shoot individually and then put them all together into one big scene. And it, it looks great. It is an amazing looking film. If I were the dude who shot it, I would be so proud of myself. Dude, you did something. If by some weird chance you uh, happen to be listening to this, kudos. I gotta give you kudos because you really invented something neat. And even though it is derivative, it is still original. So I gotta give this the ISR 10 thumbs up. If you get the El Rey Network, just DVR it. I mean, spend the time and watch it because I guarantee that on some level you will be amused. All right, we're gonna come right back after this with all the cool things, all the cool happenings at the Sacramento Toy Expo 2015. You do it for the fame. We do it for the cause. That's why we're real living and you're just Mr. Movie Montage. The Sacramento Toy Expo 2015. Sacramento is maybe two and a half hours away from the space station here, but it is the uh, closest region that has a regular circuit of shows or conventions. Two and a half, two hours, it's not too far to go for a nice show, and the Sacramento Toy Expo is a nice little show. It's not big. It's one room with a side room that has some video games and a lobby where the autograph guests are. But it is a nice, quaint, cool show full of a... It has a nice vibe. It's real easy. It's not a lot of pushing and shoving. The vendors all have nice stuff. It's a good time, and I always enjoy going. We go twice a year to this particular show, and they do another one called SACCon that we go to once per year. 
SatCon is like a more all-over comic show. They do have toys, but it mostly focuses on comics and cosplay and that sort of thing. But this one, the Sacramento Toy Expo, is all toys. At one time... It was known as the uh, Sacramento G.I. Joe Expo, and then it had mostly G.I. Joes, and then they also did another one, the San- the Sacramento He-Man uh, Expo, that had He-Man toys, but now they've, they've broadened the scope to where it is the Sacramento Toy Expo, and it encompasses all of the toys and whatnot that you could want. Like, they have newer things like Funko items, pop vinyls, and reactions, but they also got a lot of older cool stuff, like G.I. Joes and Transformers. There was one particular table that was just jam-packed with early uh, generation Transformers. Really great stuff. They had a lot of things in the box. Very nice collection. Out of my price range, but very nice indeed. Uh, But they also, this year I noticed they had a lot of girl toys. The old lady was in heaven because she found a whole booth that was nothing but strawberry shortcakes. So she was able to add to her growing strawberry shortcake collection. She's really gotten into strawberry shortcake lately, which is interesting to see because I've had the toy collecting bug for as long as she's known me, which is good. She's a good 20 years now, but she never took it upon herself to start collecting until one day it just, it was like it clicked in her head that it might be fun to go and get some of the strawberry shortcake dolls that she had when she was younger and ever since then she's been picking them up wherever she can see them. Her collection is growing and growing. She actually has some of the better in-box items between the two of us. Some of her dudes, she has a... What is his name? The Pie Master? I forget his name. The Villain. She has a nice condition one of him in the box as well as Strawberry Shortcake herself. Pretty good stuff. And having her get in on the toy collecting action has made anniversaries and birthdays and all that stuff all the easier. I just gotta take a peek on her shelf, see what she doesn't have, go on eBay, and score one for her. Super win, super easy for me. Let's see. There is maybe, I'm gonna say maybe 60 to 70 vendors at the show. Some of them, there are a few that have totally excellent stuff. And then there is a lot of them that have the same old, same old stuff. It's what you would expect at a con this size, but I can always find stuff to buy. I don't ever go home from there. As a matter of fact, I got a couple of things there this time that I am super duper duper pleased to have. My golden grail, the stuff that I am looking for over all other stuff is G.I. Joe stuff. And of the G.I. Joe stuff, what I want more than anything is carded action figures at an affordable price. If you want carded figures, you can always get them. But I am looking for figures at a price that I can afford. I'm talking the real American hero Joes. The older ones, 80s, maybe early 90s. If I could find one for 20 or 30 bucks, I will go for it. I will go as high as $50 maybe. I've spent $75. I think I got, uh, I got Lady J and she cost me $75. That was years ago though. I think that I would have talked the dude down at this point, but I'm willing to go 50 if I gotta. I don't want to, but I will if I have to. And this time I had to go pretty close to that because I found somebody that I have been looking for for the longest time. One of my Holy Grail carded Joes. Now, you can just go on eBay anytime you want and buy anything you want, but I am into the thrill of the hunt, and I found one I have wanted for a while now. Yes, 
It is her, Zartan's sister, Zorana. I've always kind of digged the female versions of characters, dudes. I don't know, it's just the way I am. And, you know, when you're doing the toy hunt, it is always harder to find the female versions of toys because they didn't sell very well in the first place. So, nowadays, it's been so long that... They're just not really so much out there. And I wanted her. I think she's cool. She has pink hair. I really do dig the Dreadnoughts, and she is one I do not have. So when I saw her there, I was willing to go in to the 50, but the dude had another figure I wanted, and I thought maybe, maybe I'll try to bundle them together and see if I could get some kind of a deal. The figure that he had was Rimko's Mighty Crusaders, The Shield. If you want to know more about Rimko's Mighty Crusaders, dip back into the archives. I believe it is episode number seven. I cover the whole thing and you will learn more than you could ever want to know about Rimko and their Mighty Crusaders lines at any rate. Dude had one. He had The Shield, who is a Captain America knockoff. He's got the whole patriotic gear and a shield and he was on the card. I wanted him. I got a few Mighty Crusaders, but I don't have any on the card. So this was going to be something that I did want to take home. I did not know if I wanted him more or Zorana. I wanted them both. But Zorana was clocking in at a good 60 bucks. And the Mighty Crusader was 30 bucks. So what I did was I went to dude and I said, hey man, I'll give you 40 for both of these. Thinking maybe he will say 60 for both. You know, just thinking, just, you got to try to psychologically think that people, people will take your bargain and raise it up a bit. And I thought he would raise it up to 60 and that I would say yes, because then, and in essence, he would be throwing in the Mighty Crusader for free. But he surprised me and said 50. 50 for both. So I got Zorana and I got the shield for essentially nada. I was super pleased. Uh, I put pictures of them up on icrobots.com. That's I-S-E-E robots.com. If you want to check out my Zorana, if you want to check out my shield, I got them both posted right now. Okay, let's, uh, let's take a quick commercial break. Dang it, I apologize. Again, I do not got the videotapes ready, but I got a nice commercial with Zorana in it that I'm going to play for you guys. All right, here we go, hit it. Here's the Cobra Swampfire aborted our Zartan sister Zorana and their brother Xandar. Swamp cover changes color in bright sunlight, takes to the air to continue the fight. And now you're looking at the Dreadnoughts Thunder Machine. Dreadnoughts Thunder Machine, meanest machine you've ever seen, and it's out again, G.I. The Adventure of G.I. Joe. Cobra Swamp Fire and Dreadnoughts Thunder Machine with drivers sold separately. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. For real, it is the right thing to do. If you enjoy the show, go on over to supportthereport.com. I've added incentives. You can get any number of super dope things from custom-made VHS tapes. You can get VHS tapes from my collection. You can get any number of dope things over there, so please. Consider doing the uh, support the report thing, man. I need your support super desperately. We got crazy mad repairs up here at the space station. There has recently been a couple of uh, alien attacks as well as a uh, barrage of asteroids. And we, you know, we got to do something about that. There's a couple holes peeking through the roofs in certain rooms. And well, when you're in a uh, air pressure type situation, you got to take care of those things because air leaking is not going to get replaced as quickly as the air coming in, if you understand 
where I'm coming from. Okay, back to the show. There was also a guest. Every year they have a few people signing autographs and over the years it has ranged from wrestling luminaries like Sergeant Slaughter. One year they had the Bushwhackers. For a while wrestling was the thing there but they seem to have gotten away from the wrestling and gone more towards just the straight toy tip. But over the years they've had, you know, Sergeant Slaughter, Michael Bell. They had Michael Grell who wrote The Longbow Hunters. But the guest of honor... This year was voice actor Greg Berger, who you might know best as the voice of Grimlock on the Transformers. Grimlock here to save universe! He's done a bunch of other voices too. He was the voice of uh, Odie on the Garfield cartoon. He did some G.I. Joe. He was uh, Spirit and Firefly and a couple other dudes. Guy is a super veteran voice actor, and it's always fun to see these guys... Because, they're, you know, they are inevitably going to do the voices of the characters that they played. And it's really weird and neat to see these voices you've heard on the TV coming out of an actual person. It's just totally wild to me and, and always worth seeing in person. I missed the very beginning of Mr. Burger's deal, so I did not want to ask any questions. We got a really bad jump out of the house that morning, so I missed the beginning, and I didn't want to ask any questions because I was afraid that they probably would have been asked already, and I don't know. I didn't want to seem like a doofus, so I just sat there and listened. I listened to him do voices. I listened to other people's. I don't know. They're always kind of boring. The questions people have. Somebody asked him what sort of Grimlock collectibles he had. One thing that he did say that was interesting was when they do cartoons, usually it's just one person reading their lines into a mic. But when he has done Hanna-Barbera cartoons in the past, they have a round table of people all speaking into one centralized mic. That sounds really neat. Maybe that is one of the reasons that Hanna-Barbera cartoons are so dope. I don't know. I would imagine that there are other reasons, but just having everybody together and having the ability to play off each other must add to the final project in some ways. The other big guest that they had at the show this year, and we didn't go to his panel, we were already out of there by then, and I feel a bit bad because it could have been interesting, was the Blue Power Ranger. I didn't, that wasn't my generation, Power Rangers, but when you, when you get the chance to hear these guys and they're telling their stories, for the most part it's interesting, so I would have sat on it if we would have been there, but we wasn't, so I missed the panel. If... I have to think of it this way. If I were to rate Power Rangers in order of importance, and this is, I do not know anything about them. This is just me going on what I would imagine. I think the most powerful one that I would most want to see would be the Pink Ranger. I don't know why. She's a girl. She's cute. She's, you know, nice, nice looking young lady. And I want to see her. I think her name is, uh, Amy Jo Johnson. And I have no idea why I know that. And then the second one would most likely be the Green Ranger. And the only reason I know that dude is because he is some kind of an MMA fighter and he keeps calling out, who does he keep? He keeps calling out CM Punk, the former WWE guy. They want he, he wants to have some kind of a celebrity fight, but that's the only reason I know he exists because I see him pop up in like these different uh, wrestling and MMA feeds that I follow. But it wasn't him and it wasn't her. It was the blue one. And I, I don't even know who he is. I feel bad saying that because... To some people, the Power Rangers are very important, but that wasn't my generation. I'm more of a G.I. Joe Transformer dude. So I was happy to hear Greg Berger didn't stick around for the Blue Ranger. And I apologize. If I'm paying you any disrespect, sir, I do apologize. But at this time, this time right now, we are going to jump into the final chamber of the show known as the Toys R Us Report. It's where I tell you what I saw 
at the Toys R Us store this week. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us report. All right, my dude, you have made it this far. You have made it to the final segment of the show known as the Toys R Us report. And, well, I have not gone to the local Toys R Us, but we did stop into the one in Sacramento. It's always fun to check out the Toys R Us in another village because... It's just the different demographics lead to different stocking of different things. And it does appear that they think higher of Sacramento than they do of my beloved hometown because they had everything there that we don't have here. They had the new Marvel Legends. They had the one Spider-Woman. They had the cat. They had everybody you would want. And I was so bummed out because we have not even got them here yet. We have barely got the set before that. I don't even know what the deal is. I do not know why. Maybe it's because Sacramento is the capital of this state. And my town is just another another pile of dirt out in the north. But with the way the drought's going, the whole state's going to be a pile of dirt before you know it. Anyway, the Toys R Us there was pretty well stocked. They had some mini mates that we don't have here. I was just too bummed out to take any cool pictures. I did take one. I got a cool picture of the uh, Marvel Legends. You can see that over on icrobots.com. But honestly, that's about it. We had been checking out toys all day. So it was more or less a dip in and out. And we hadn't eaten yet. So, man, I was... I was faded, no matter how big of a convention it is, it's still pretty taxing, I don't know why that is, I think it's just the amount of bodies in a room generates so much heat that you're already, you're sort of in a workout state, just trying to move side to side, trying to get past people, plus there's a lot of bending, a lot of squatting, you squat down and look at things way more there than you do normally in your life. So my guys, we're running out of time on the show. I got to get up out of here, but at any rate, make sure to go over to virtualdirtmall.com and check out some of our retro or not so retro junk. That is one way to support the show. The other way is to go to supportthereport.com and sign up for a monthly membership for as low as a measly dollar and you get all sorts of cool stuff. So go check that out virtualdirtmall.com, supportthereport.com. All right, my guys, this is IC Robots signing out Toys R Us Report episode number 38. If you don't know, now you know. This has been an IC Robots Radio production.